You're listening to And you're listening to the Collab Cassie podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian American perspective. Uh, go, gifted old Westies, featuring Aaron Kim, star in my eyes. Let's go. Yeah. Hey everyone, it is Friday, September the 14th, 2018. Welcome to episode 183 of the Collabcast. My name is Marvin Yue, and today we're going to take a look at the fall season of television because Asian August at the movies is over, but that doesn't mean Asian Americans aren't still rocking it on the small screen. And because we're talking about television, we've asked a friend of the podcast and TV editor for IndieWire, Han Nguyen, to come back to the show. Yay! Glad to be back. Welcome back. Uh, we last talked to you when we were all at Comic-Con. Oh, so tired. And that was right before you went off on um, what's called press tour in the industry. Yeah, press tour is like twice a year. We get together for about two to three weeks, uh, literally morning, noon, night, weekends also, and um, sit in a hotel room with a bunch of uh, TV directors, showrunners, and talent, and they present to us new the new fall season, including returning shows. You ask them questions, and so it's just like travel. I mean, like it's just it's like combat. Like it's ridiculous how much. <laughs> like we, you're exhausted by the end of like the, I think this time it was 15 days straight. 15 days. Yeah. Wow. That's like a whole film festival. It, it, it really. <laughs> I guess it is the equivalent of a film festival for the TV uh, game. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I'm not super familiar with the TV game, obviously, um, but how is this different than what they call Upfronts? Upfronts is, um, that's mainly a presentation to get advertisers. Okay. Um, this is a presentation for reporters and journalists to not only write stories out of it, like the panel itself you know, might have an interesting story, but you also might, let's say, uh, schedule a one-on-one interview that you can bank and use until later once it premieres, um, or it just something in the room might spark an idea, and then you follow up with them later um, and say, you know what, you said something interesting, and I would like to, like, now that there are two other shows <laughs> that are doing the same thing, Thing. let's make a trend piece yeah so um yeah it's really get a good thing to get sort of an overview of the whole fall season well i'm super excited to hear about your thoughts about what you saw at press tour and what were your thoughts on on the um upcoming fall season looking at the slate there isn't really a um an all asian cast uh, i remember when um was it like five years ago now when yeah. fresh off the boat was making the rounds and you know, that was like a big deal. It was like the first all Asian cast in 20 years. And it's been five years and we haven't... Well, we've, we've had Dr. Ken. Yes. And I guess we do have an all Asian cast coming up because um, I feel bad. Is, um, is it, it's right? half. Uh, I don't think she's married to... Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, close enough. Yeah. Um, but I'm just interested to hear, do you have any stories from when uh, Fresh Off the yeah. Boat was in uh, yeah, on actually, press tour? Yeah, speaking of press tour, yeah. Um, so it's put on by... I am part of the Television Critics Association. Mm-hmm. So it's a bunch of TV critics. And um, we're in a room together... But sometimes, um, if you're an independent reporter or something like that, you can ask uh, permission to attend um, 
by network if mm-hmm. the network approves you. So this is what happened was someone was in the room who was not one of the TCA members uh, and she got the microphone and the very first question she asked before anyone else could ask was, so, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, um, <laughs> so I really love um, the chopsticks and things like that. Uh, will we be seeing that in the show? And all of us it was like this collective sort of groan and almost like we wanted to i think i saw this on yeah. twitter yeah. <laughs> yeah oh well yes we are very very heavily on twitter during press tour like yeah. if you look well, follow the hashtag like tca whatever the year is like tca 18 then you will see us all like almost live tweeting every single thing and something like that definitely would have been on twitter um and yeah it, it's the only th- confusing thing is sometimes people think we're the teen choice awards at that time oh, really? but yeah so so she said that but um i remember at the time i think uh constance Wu said something like uh, uh when when someone else asked about like the title fresh off the boat she's like yo we wanted to call it chopsticks but that was too controversial so she was, <laughs> she was already saucy back then yeah but um i mean you know we 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 uh, tried to assure them like that wasn't a member. We asked better questions. We're more woke <laughs> than that. But um, yeah, you also sometimes, you, supposedly, if you have the time, you're supposed to watch the screener ahead of time so you right. understand what you're getting into. Sometimes you don't have the time, but sometimes they don't provide screeners. So this is a lady who had obviously not seen the screener, <laughs> um, regardless of the fact her question was dumb. I um, mean, it's yeah. <laughs> it, on one hand, it also crystallizes the need for mm-hmm. critics and you know journalists of color covering these things. Absolutely, yeah. it, it also crystallized the need for the show. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, she I, she's probably not an evil person, but at the same time, like, um, if she is like middle America and hasn't ever, you know, encountered an Asian or doesn't have one in their life, let's say, yeah. they don't know how much Chopsticks is or isn't and they think it's a thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, moving back to t- fall 2018. <laughs> um uh, if, if you all are on the internet following Anger Asian Man, as always, he compiles his list of Asians he's found on TV shows every year. And this year is longer than usual. So that's a good sign. Um, we're moving our way out of the, I guess, desert of narrative scarcity into um, like not only seeing more Asian faces on screen, but more Asians with speaking parts, more substantive parts, like a lot of ensemble casts with prominent Asian member. Right, right. Yeah. They're actually contributing. They have actual plot lines. They're not just being gone to for the you know the computer expertise. Yeah. I mean, still there's some of that, but you know, <laughs> there's still some of that for sure. Yeah, they're actually having significant roles. What are some of the shows you're most excited about in terms of like Asian American representation? There's, Asian representation. Uh, there actually are quite a bit. Um, Angry Asian Man's list is really good, so we'll go off of that a little bit. But mm-hmm. one that I want to mention that he didn't because probably because um, it's not someone in front of the screen, but. Uh, Forever, which is actually out today on Amazon, um, is a show made by Alan Yang. Oh wow! And well, he's co-creator and writer, and um, and he's the guy behind uh, Master of None. Or Master what, of one, None. one of the him, yeah. it's him and Aziz were the two guys. Yeah. Yes, and the Moonlight video that's Friendsish, what I think it was. was. And <laughs> okay, then, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, he made the amazing speech at the Emmys. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he is the co-creator, and um, it stars Fred Armisen, and um, who was like quarter <laughs> i believe i think so he's quarter, quarter korean there was a there was a really good um there's a i think it's a pbs show called like where you try Finding you, your... yeah you, where he re, like he, he always thought he was part japanese japanese but then he realized his like his like great grandfather or great uncle or whatever 
his great grandfather or whatever was actually a Korean spy in Japan, which was like, yes, that's uh, interesting. Yeah. Wartime stuff, man. Always <laughs> it touches all of us. Um, yeah, and it has Maya Rudolph, and th- there's very it's very hard to describe because they don't want any spoilers. But it, it, there is something about them being a couple and how their relationship changes. But mm. it's supposed to be hilarious and interesting and weird. So uh, just check it out. But it's again, I think it's important to you know recognize the people behind the screen because they help tell the stories yeah. and which is exactly what he's doing is he's now working on Tiger Tail which is basically a story inspired by his family yeah. and going through like generations since the 50s or something like that I think that's the story people have wanted him to tell ever since that parent episode from the first season of Master of None so super excited that chicken. he's like yeah, yeah. That, that he's going with it <laughs> so um, yeah but I, I guess come next, um, up next also on the list is uh, let me check here um this is listed. Uh, for, it's Facebook Watch show. I know nobody knows that Facebook Watch is a thing, but you know there's actual TV shows on there. You know, I discovered it when I wanted to watch the latest season of um, Mind of a Chef, which yeah. was on PBS, and then mm-hmm. the latest episode is only available on Facebook Watch. So that's how I discovered it. Yeah, and yeah. The, the nice thing is you don't have to subscribe. You already get it for free. Yeah. You know, so all of these shows that if you go on Facebook Watch, there are a ton of shows actually. Um, and this one's called Sorry for Your Loss. Yeah, that's the one with Elizabeth Olsen and Kelly Marie Tran playing her yeah. sister. Yeah. I actually saw the, um, I didn't catch, so they were screening this at TIFF, um, but I wasn't able to catch the, uh, I had a ticket, but I wasn't able to catch the screening, but I did watch Kelly Marie Tran walk out into the theater wearing her like a beautiful dress. And it was like, it's good to see her in the public. You know? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. And you know, beautiful. Hello. Yeah. Like, I know there's a narrative out there where people need to understand that Asians are beautiful. So <laughs> just reiterating that. Um, uh, but yeah, so check that out. Uh, it's, it's, it's another one that, you know, we don't want to spoil too much, but there is, it does, you know, obviously deal with grief and how people deal with it so and it seems like there's a lot on like race too because um the titular character is a widow uh, who was in a interracial relationship with a black man and is still kind of tied to that community as well and kelly marie tran plays her sister uh who i assume is adopted um, yeah, she's adopted. I, I, I I'm assuming also. Yeah. Um, I it was one of the many that I hadn't gotten around to uh, yeah. watching. But uh, at the same time, you know, I think Facebook Watch also doesn't dump all the episodes at once. So I think maybe they're going to make you wait. Yeah, and That's figure not how and online see. videos work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm interested because it it looks really well done. Like it's the most high quality Facebook content I've seen, um, and it does seem like it's going to be like digging into some very deep uh, themes and hopefully it'll you know touch upon the adoptee experience because that's something that you know we don't really see on screen that much especially asian like like trans race adoptions Uh, absolutely and and it's something that well all of us including like i know you just recently talked to lana condor (laughs) and so she hasn't had an amazing adoption story and like how um and just how people see her and how she saw herself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another one that's also well, out today on Hulu is uh, The First. Yes. Okay. So Mars is a thing now, I guess. and um, <laughs> It's th- the next frontier, really. We have so many movies about the moon. Like, yeah. You know. Been there, done that. <laughs> so Mars is the big thing. Um, and this is kind of chronicling uh, a mission that's being put together to get to Mars. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we'll get to Mars by the end of the season or not, but it's all about, you know, 
sort of that human drama that leads up to it. Yeah. And uh, Keiko Agena's. Yeah, our friend Keiko Agena, yeah, who is um, most well known as Lane Kim from Gilmore Girls, um, which uh, exciting to see her uh, in anything, especially like a big, like a big Hulu like tentpole. Yeah, and she gets to play an astronaut, I believe, yeah. which is really cool. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that because I think the last time I saw her was 13 Reasons Why. Is that? Yeah, it? she played like a, uh, teacher. a teacher. Um yeah, this First is season. a um yeah, and this one she is part of yeah, she's part of the astronaut crew uh, mm-hmm. that's led by Sean Penn. Yes, Sean Penn. Yeah. Uh, yes, he's the lead blah blah blah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Natasha McElhone is yeah. in that too. Uh, it's a good cast and I I've heard some good stuff about the show. Yeah. So. Um, it's something. Oh, there's a show. It's not new, but I would like to highlight it. Is also out today. See all the ones out today. <laughs> um, it returns to Netflix. It's BoJack Horseman. Oh yeah. And this is something I can't spoil because I we're very anti-spoilery at IndieWire, which is where I'm from. Right. But at the same time, um, everyone is aware that there's a character named Diane Wynn, um, mm-hmm. which is voiced by uh, Alison Brie. Right. Right. And. Um, she is her character is Vietnamese, so there is all I have can say is there is a Vietnamese adjacent plot line this season, and you may hear some familiar voices. Awesome. So watch Bojack Horseman, which I know you were going to anyway. Yeah, there's been a lot of buzz about that specific storyline. Yeah, the and, character. Um, Raphael Bob Waxberg has been great about that. Like when he first became aware of it, I think it was sometime either last season or whatever that he tweeted out. He's like, you know what? I, I would have definitely rethought it. And if you have any questions for me, please hit me up. And so a bunch of us um, interviewed him about that. And uh, IndieWire had a story also and uh, where he, he, just realized exactly what it was that people were talking about. Because I know a lot of people were asking, well, what does it matter? Because if you speak English perfectly, you know, <laughs> it, it doesn't sound Asian. It's not like we're doing accents. And I'm like, it's not about the voice. Yeah, It's about the experience and the knowledge and maybe the insight, you know, and, and representation, giving the chance for these actors who may not have gotten a chance. Yeah. And I love that it coincides with this period where there's been a lot of Vietnamese American actresses that are, have been coming out, like, um, like um, Hong, Hong Cho, yeah, Hong yeah. Cho, um, Lana, Lana Condor. Condor. Um, Queen Sugar also has a Vietnamese yes. storyline too. Yeah, a yeah. Vietnamese storyline. And actually, if we want to talk about Vietnamese storylines, uh, This Is Us returns this season, and there is a Vietnamese storyline because of the Vietnam War sort of flashbacks going on. Oh, wow! With uh, I think it's the character Jack um, Milo Ventimiglia's character. He's still around, even though he's dead. <laughs> Sorry, spoilers. Um, but yeah, um, so there is a Vietnam story storyline, and I know that there's um, some a big push for Vietnamese casting right now. So wow. For that. So, oh, Jack, why did you go back for that dog? What a dummy. <laughs> no, just blame the crockpot. <laughs> just blame the crockpot. No, sorry, crockpot. I know they're saying that that wasn't their fault. Um, it's, it's, it's generic brand crockpot. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, so yes, um, Vietnam is, maybe it's because of the Vietnam like 40th anniversary a couple of years ago or something that that's why a lot of these storylines are sort of getting more focused or something i wonder yeah yeah people are it's like because the vietnamese population isn't as big as some of the other asian populations in america but at the same time i think people are have a sort of connection with it because of the war 
Yeah, I mean, but it's also good to see like shows like Queen Sugar, which takes place in in New, New Orleans. Orleans, where the Vietnamese population is a huge part of that community. Yeah, you know? I need I need one in Houston. That's where I'm from, <laughs> by the way. That um to focus on that because I think sort of New Orleans and uh, Houston, we kind of have a sort of a Cajun Viet Cajun food war going on. No, I totally made that up. I but... mean, Cajun food is from New Orleans. Yeah, so already... <laughs> but the Viet Cajun, you, you know, got, you got yeah. the crawfish wars going. Right? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's good. I need to go to New- back to New Orleans. I went many mm. times. I'm not but, the biggest fan of crawfish. Well, you it's know, it's a lot messy. of work it's for a lot not of work. a lot of meat. I'd rather just like peel shrimp. And you can do that. I mean, <laughs> there are also lazy ways to do it. Like they make you crawfish fried rice, which is amazing. Uh, yeah, you can. True. It's it's all the other options you want. Like we do that with our chili crab, like Chinese mm-hmm. chili crab. Like we we would eat the chili crab, and all the the remains would be thrown into fried rice yeah and also i mean i love me some gumbo so <laughs> i mean i don't even know if that's even vietnamese at all i think i there's it, a vietnamese when, version i mean there's, there's korean gumbo from searching so yeah. there's gotta be a vietnamese <laughs> version so i don't know every time i eat it it's, it's very new orleans so um, <laughs> but yeah okay getting off track but um here's one where uh this is the star of the show. This is what we were talking about earlier which is um i feel bad yeah um the star saru blue um, who spoke at our Empower conference last year Ooh, on our actors she? panel? She's great. Yeah, and um, she plays a like a not a single mom, like some like a, a power mom, like a mom that tries to do everything. But yes, like, like she has a husband. He is there. He is present. Believe me. But mm-hmm. at the same time, um, she is trying to do everything and kind of is feeling a little bit guilty about maybe falling short of her own expectations. Mm-hmm. Her um, but is what is nice is that she do- does have her parents there. Um, that we see uh, quite a strong presence. And of course, the kids are going to be half. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's really just nice to see them being a family. Like, there's not that much from what I can remember of the pilot, like, of mentions of things. So, you know, it's just a beautiful woman doing awesome, funny things. But I love, and I feel like this is one of those shows, and correct me if I'm wrong, where um, the. The, the race of the main character isn't really the most important thing, but because they casted Sarayu, they casted Indian people for her Yes. For her parents. Absolutely. Right? That's exactly what um, happened actually with Andy Mack, mm-hmm. which is they cast uh, based on who they loved and t- turned out to be Peyton Elizabeth Lee. Yeah. And then that me- meant that the rest of the family had to be cast around her. And we got this amazing <laughs> cast of yeah. Lilan um, Bowden and then... Uh, 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 Lauren Tom. Lauren Tom, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was like, who's the other one? Uh, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so I'm actually very, very excited about this other this next show. Yeah, I mean, it's executive produced by Amy Poehler. So, mm-hmm. I mean... It, there's there's some cred there. Yeah, there's yeah. some comedy cred. <laughs> um, and I will just sort of remember one thing is, you know, shows sometimes take a little while to like get on their feet, especially comedies. Mm-hmm. And so I always feel like if you see just the kernel of a potential in a comedy, stick with it and just see where it goes. Because I can't, I mean, I speaking of Amy Poehler, like Parks and Rec changed so much from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it became this wonderful, like delightful show, yeah. but it wasn't what it was. So Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not to go off another tangent, but Parks and Rec was, to me was great because it was like a show about positivity mm-hmm. and the power of like pause, like being like optimistic mm-hmm. in the in an era where everything was trying to get grittier. 
Right. Yeah, and and I think especially nowadays we need that escapism. Yeah. Um, and escapism with people who are representing. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of family dramas, I wanted to um, uh-huh. ask about also single parents. Yay! Uh, which I'm is about a story about a group, like a pretty much a support group of. It's like friends, mm-hmm. or how much a mother of everyone had kids, has kids, and we're single. And we're single. That yeah. that's actually what I really loved about it was because um, you. It, there have been a few single parent narratives on TV, but it was like made a big deal of like Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Whereas this is kind of like a normal everyday experience for most people in the world. Like, I don't, divorce is really high out there, not to be a bummer about it. But the nice thing is, it's about like the parents trying to be not just parents, but being people. Yeah. And uh, who we love on it is Jake Choi. Jake Choi yeah. for your thirst trap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was lovely. I, um, at Press Tour, I didn't have much time to speak to him because also we, they only had a pilot out mm. and I watched the pilot and it was, um, I thought it was pretty funny, um, but I'm also waiting to see more so I can, yeah. so I can see more of his storyline. I want to see the Jake episodes. You yeah. Know? But what I like about it is uh, almost everyone else has a, an older child. They're all in like kindergarten or first grade, mm. but he is a new parent. So he mm. has this baby who looks adorable, by the way, <laughs> and he wears these track suits and there's one where it's a yellow track suit and he looks like Bruce Lee, the, the baby that is. Um, I actually had a dinner last night with some show runners and i was sitting next to the showrunner of the show which is mm-hmm. uh, jj philbin she's married to mike sure who does the good place oh wow and um he was more, there. more comedy cred right yeah, there yeah he was there too and um but uh when i was talking to her we were talking about jake Choi, and she's like he's so good looking and i'm like yes thank you thank <laughs> you thank you for doing that but also she was saying like the baby is growing up stuff like that so there's there's always going to be i i wouldn't be surprised if for some reason i saw a different baby in yeah. the next one. <laughs> uh, they had to do it on modern family you know we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens but I'm I'm very excited to see that because it's actually his character is very similar to who he is, which is used to play basketball, mm. just kind of a dude, you know. And all of a sudden, this is thrust upon him. And um, he's uh, the other thing that JJ Philbin also had to say about him was that she was like, "Holy crap! Like he's really funny." And she's like, "Where did he really come from? He's like a natural actor, um, which I think he is." So. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a really cool guy. I've, I've known him for a couple years from being around the community, um, mm-hmm. and this is like his his first like major television mm-hmm. role. And it's I, I love that there is this new and like it's still a stereotype, it's still a trope, uh, which can be problematic. Uh, but I love that. Asian bro is now a thing that TV people know about. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Yeah, there was that. Uh, there was an article about all of them, and uh, like Manny Jacinto, yeah, and then uh, and, uh, Vincent Rodriguez. Vincent Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I'm totally fine with that as long as that doesn't continue indefinitely, right? Because it really is a thing. It truly is yeah. a thing. So, well, I mean, we have Asian bros like Jake Choi, and then we have like Asian gentlemen like like uh, <laughs> Nick Young, not Nick Young, um, Henry Golding. Oh, Henry Golding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well. I think they're interchangeable at this point. I yeah. keep saying their names <laughs> wrong. Um, but yeah. Um, oh. Okay. So uh, moving to back to Netflix um, mm-hmm. is something I'm super, super, super excited about because it looks weird and I'm into it and it is Maniac. Right. Um, speaking of Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> yes. <laughs> speaking of Crazy Rich Asians, Sonoya Mizuno yeah. is in it and uh, she plays opposite Justin Theroux. Okay, so basically, let oh, speak. Okay, yeah, <laughs> a little bit of background because it's a weird show, which is um, Emma Stone and um, 
Uh, oh, this is a Kerry Fukunaga joint. Yeah, Kerry Fukunaga oh. directed all the episodes. And so basically it's these two people who do this sort of psychological study and then all weird things happen. So Justin Thoreau is one of the people who is running the study. And then Sonoya Mizuno is his one of his partners. And so she has this weird sort of like triangular-ish bob wig thing and glasses. So she doesn't look anything like Crazy Rich Asians, but she's awesome. And their chemistry together is really cool too. So just just check it out. I mean, it, Carrie Fukunaga, that art alone is going to be a visual like masterpiece. So yeah, I'm excited. Um, does she get to speak in this? In this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It's it's a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. Because yeah, because the, the last like before Crazy Rich Agents, the last two things you've seen her in, she didn't speak at all. Like she was like a silent robot in Ex Machina, yeah, and she was Natalie Portman's shadow or reflection in um, Annihilation. Right, right, and then even before that, I think she was a dan- one of the dancers in yeah. La La Land. Like she was in the yellow dress, yellow, <laughs> like the Yellow Ranger. That's awesome. <laughs> but yes, um, she, I I love her so much, and so I'm excited about this. And I know she has something else coming up soon too. But we'll uh, we'll wait on that until we get more details. Yeah. Um. So um. We spoke about Hawaii earlier. Yes. <laughs> and so, yeah, there is another show, another show that came back called Magnum P.I. It's like the year of revivals as well. Uh, yeah. I think it's been like the decade of revivals, <laughs> but like it, it seems like you can't get away from them. But Magnum P.I. is set in Hawaii again. There's mm. a P.I., there's an investigator. Um, and it's made by the same person as uh Hawaii 50. Okay. So we'll see how that is. But we know Sun Kang's in it. Right? Sun Kang's in the pilot because the pilot is directed by Justin Lin mm-hmm. and you can't have Justin Lin without <laughs> Sun Kang. Yeah, he plays detective uh Gordon, let's see, Katsumoto, mm. I think. And then um so supposedly we can get more Asians in there besides the fact that it is in Hawaii, but he has a partner, I believe, or Yeah, according so. to um Angry Asian Men's list, Tim Kang is also plays um a detective that works with Magnum P. I. Oh, interesting though, this time Magnum P. I. instead of played by, you know, mm-hmm. um Tom Selleck or Tom Selleck lookalike is Jay Hernandez, who is yes. Latinx. Yes, yeah. Latinx. Um and so well. I, I really and that's actually good and accurate for Hawaii also. Mm. So not to denigrate a non Asian, you know. We 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 just like seeing this is what the you know clapcast. We about. we we want to be an optimistic happy show. Yes. We want to uh put it out there that we we would like to see a proper reflection of uh of Hawaii. Yeah, and so that's all <laughs> part of it, which is great. So yeah. I'm sure there's also gonna be shrimp trucks. Uh, <laughs> Um, th- there's another new show on NBC coming up called um, Manifest, which I actually enjoyed. I saw the uh, I saw an early screening um, pilot of it, and uh, yeah, that's like one of those like science fictiony weird lost type. Yeah, of shows, it's a right? lost type thing where there's a there is a plane ride, and people get on the plane, and then they land and it's five years later what <laughs> what's going on and so that means certain things happen like people have died or people have moved on romantically right um or twins who were separated one took the earlier flight one took this flight are one's five years older now <laughs> and so there's a lot of weird things that go on and so there's a mystery but where um uh, what we're interested in is Parveen Kaur I don't mm-hmm. I think that's how we pronounce her name so she plays a doctor on the show who is very actually important to the plot um there is a disease involved with 
at least one of the characters, but um, and also in general with the world. So um, yeah, we'll see how that one plays out. I I didn't I didn't hate it. I have to say, and I know we're not supposed to do a lot of like reviews until it you know appears, <laughs> but you know um, I I think it might be interesting. We'll we'll see where it goes. I mean, having a pilot that like captures your intention that makes you want to see the next episode is you know a lot of times you hear like oh you have to get skip get past the pilot and it gets better yeah um but having like a good solid pilot is it can only be a good sign it's right? intriguing i i and i I do, I do like escapist stuff and i and i don't know why but it, this feels positive to me because i know it's like let's say lost i was like sometimes i was watching it and loving it but at the same time like gosh i can't deal with another death or another betrayal or another <laughs> ugh, you know um, yeah, so hopefully this is a positive show. Have lost. You never know what's coming. <laughs> um, but so that's an ensemble and we have another ensemble. Uh, let's see. Oh, a mil- million little things. Yeah. That stars, uh, Grace Park. Speaking of Hawaii Five-0. Yeah. Hawaii yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, so Grace Park, I think she was, they. <sighs> is this oh. her first role since Hawaii Five-0? Cause I haven't yes. seen her in much. Cause I've, I know Daniel Deacon's been busy producing yes. uh, The Good Doctor. Yeah, we've been yeah. waiting for her to see uh, to see where she goes. She, um, you were at TIFF, so she had a film, right? Yeah, uh, Freaks, which um, I also didn't see, but she has third building, so I'm assuming she has like yeah, a role. pretty good role. Yeah. yeah, so this one is an ensemble, and it's one of those where I think a friend of mine called it kind of like mm, 30 reasons why or 30-somethings reason why or something <laughs> like that. Basically, it's older people, and this is not a spoiler because this is in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them commits suicide. Oh. Um, but it's sort of like how it plays out is sort of mysterious, but then also, you know, how everyone takes it a- around them. Grace Park is in it. I'm assuming that it's not her <laughs> because she joined the cast like later. Yeah. So you know, she, but... she probably wouldn't do that just to get killed off. Yeah. According to <laughs> Phil's, uh, Phil's write up, she plays a, uh, Catherine Kim, a working mom who is the sole breadwinner of her family. Who's also a lawyer? So, yeah. yeah, and and also the way that all these sort of weird uh, people are connected is they were trapped in an elevator at one point oh. together. So that's how they became friends, and that's why they're all sort of uh, like maybe not the people you would expect to be friends with each oh, other. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. I like that, and that means also it feels random, like how uh, they cast and you know, yeah, just one look. I'm excited to see Grace Park back on TV. Yeah, and then back on TV. Speaking of, this is my segue. Is the uh, another revival, Murphy Brown? Yeah, I used to really like that show. <laughs> yeah, and I haven't gone back though, so I don't know yeah. if it holds up. But I well, remember, wa- I remember watching every like every night before it goes. There, to- there are two things I, I thoughts about this, and this is one that hasn't had screeners yet, so I haven't seen anything. Is um. Uh, it was in it was a '90s show, and there were definitely problematic things that came out of the '90s. Um, it, it definitely tried, mm-hmm. uh, but I I think the conversations are so different now. I know there was a sexual harassment episode, which, in retrospect, I what I remember of it, yikes! But <laughs> <laughs> I feel like shows just didn't know how to handle it exactly because they want they still needed to be funny, funny, yeah, you know, yeah, and and and. For what they did, at least they brought it up, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, but the other thing is to note is this is not a reboot like Magnum P.I. This is a continuation. So all the same actors, they're there. They're still playing their same characters. Mm-hmm. Candace Bergen is there. Um, but where we get our Asian is a, a new character played by Nick Dodani. Mm-hmm. And I think he's the millennial sort of like expert of... Yeah, he's like the social media guy, right? Yeah, and we'll see how that works out. <laughs> I'm not yeah. thrilled with... 
people cast as millennials. Like I think it's <laughs> especially on CBS. Especially on CBS, yeah. yes. Because I'm like, because on one hand you have like the Death Patel character from the newsroom who was like pretty like he's was comedy he was good he was definitely more techie than the rest of the crew but he was like like you can see him as like a real person and then you have like like you mentioned um what was that show with um joel McHale? oh that great indoors yeah that where was so bad it was like oh every joke is like look how like look how crazy millennials are look how like lazy they are look how like entitled, uh, entitled. it was yeah. it was the most insulting thing and let me talk <laughs> i mean going back to press tour by the way that session was not good Ugh. because and i think joe McHale realized that even at that moment like because i felt like we were being insulted and i'm not even a millennial technically but i felt like we were being insulted from the stage like <laughs> um because so many of us are millennials in the critics association and we're asking i thought thoughtful questions like will there be good you know jokes about old people will will they somehow actually understand that we are all the same you know and we just have different references perhaps um but yeah it, it, that was so cringeworthy and i was not surprised that did not continue so um but yeah i just not to say murphy brown will be like that um we will see i am I'm just ex- scared I, i'm willing to give it a try because i like i liked it back i in the like day. yeah i like the show and there's a lot of things to talk about in a news in a, in a program focused on making news especially in, in the current you know current circumstances like current political climate um we'll see a lot of, a lot of crazy stuff going on cbs too like with the, yeah there's a lot of crazy <laughs> stuff going on in cbs behind the scenes yeah. um at the top and i think it's about time uh honestly there have been other issues with cbs and the, like look they've been the number one network for a while yeah and maybe and We've had issues with some of their shows, you know, with casting and stuff like that. And so maybe this shakeup means that people look at, you know, things from the top. Yeah. And because, as we've said many times, it's like the representation on screen is also affected by who's making decisions. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel like it'll be good. Kind of like how Amazon got a huge shakeup. And now it's like a bunch of women and an Asian guy running the show. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. and I'm interested to see what their new uh, Amazon 2.0 is. Yeah. I mean, speaking of CBS, they also have a new show called God Friend and Me. Yes. <laughs> okay, this title. I have to say, a lot of people hate the title and I kind of love it. Um, because it tells you exactly what it means. Yeah. Which is, do you want to go over that? God Friend and Me. Well, it's uh, I was, like I saw the trailer and based pretty much, that's mm-hmm. just it's like some random guy who, like he's, I guess he's uh, characterized as an atheist. He's an atheist who has a podcast and it's all about atheism. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets a friend request from God and then he starts like, it's kind of like that show Early Edition where yeah. like, he uses his like information to like help people. Yeah. Um, this whoever god is that maybe it's god i don't know um whoever god is who friends him there are things that happen with the social media account that somehow create mm, things in his life that is that may be seen as coincidences but it ends up him being able to help people yeah and so he starts to question things and so um, Saraj Sharma plays like his friend who's helping him like investigate the account. He's right? like a hacker. Yeah. And which is good because that would be my first thing. It's like, <laughs> who is creating this God account? Who's spying on me? You know, I put the bandaid over my, you know, screen. So yeah. like, wh- how do they know anything about me? I don't know. Just. Yeah. Uh, I think it's very interesting in this day and age for the, especially because Facebook has had some issues about privacy. So uh, it's, it's one of those where some people are like, 
maybe upset about this show. We'll see. <laughs> We'll, we'll see how see. it plays. Also, it's actually Facebook. It's not a fake Facebook on the show, which oh, yeah? I think is interesting. Wow. It's actually Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, um, okay. Sorry. One quick one because um, th- this isn't a star like seen on screen because it's animated, but Star Wars Resistance is the new animated show yeah. coming out. And the character, the main character is Asian. He gets to be a spy for the Resistance, but is played by Christopher Sean, who I believe is Japanese American. Okay. Um, his voice acting. And so I'm super excited about that. And I'm going to the junket for that. So hopefully nice. Yeah. Um, Speaking of uh, animated, well, this is live action, but Titans starring, um, I don't know, some guy as Robin, but Brian Potter, <laughs> um, the guy behind Hero of the Hero 6, is playing uh, Beast Boy, which is exciting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so excited about that. <laughs> I mean, Ryan Potter is awesome. So, yeah. uh, but, you know, this is also on their digital platform. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll know. see how that goes. I mean, it's Star Trek did pretty well. So, you yeah, know, CBS we'll All Access. We'll I, I, I have access to this. So uh, I'll report <laughs> back maybe. I still wish he played Robin, but whatever. That's. But I understand why. He's <laughs> Come on. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm just like, why did the people of color have to be other colors? You know. <laughs> Um, (laughs) what else you have did want to mention really quickly um, as a returning show Doctor Who Mm. this season um, it's the first ever female Doctor yeah that's a huge deal yeah and it's a really huge deal and it's also a changing of the guard because behind the scenes the showrunner has changed also um, he was a showrunner on Broadchurch which is why he brought Jodie Whittaker over with him but um, that means she gets new companions and one of them is a South Asian um, Mandeep Gill I think that's how you say her name. And uh-huh. um, her character is named Yasmin, so Yaz. And uh, when I saw her at Comic-Con, she seemed just really fun. That's so awesome. yeah, I love the companions. I love seeing the new Doctor. This is a really exciting time. And I, I think it's great because I, I think BBC America is expecting a lot of people to tune in when they hadn't before because of the new Doctor. And so to have uh, three companions, um, two of them of color, I think is really important. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, FX has a new show. It's going to be paired with, uh, gosh, actually, I don't want to say that. I think it's paired with Mayans MC, but I could be wrong. Mm. Um, but uh, so it's called Mr. In Between. And there is this kid is so adorable, but it's like there's an Australian kind of hitman dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so he's scary. But his daughter is adorable, and she's played played by Chika Yas- Yasumura, uh-huh. um, and she was at press tour, and she was still adorable. <laughs> um, but it, it also means that you know there's that sort of hitman who's a dad, yeah, sort of dynamic, and you kind of wonder how that's going to be played out, and you know that creates sort of a different thing and you know people love hitmen like look at barry so <laughs> um they're hot right now you know when you when you pair like hardened like gruff man with like adorable kid it usually amounts to some good drama some good comedy uh, but a lot of potential for tragedy too so you know. yeah yeah and the, they'll make it bigger um and really quickly there are a few ensembles coming up so new amsterdam uh new medical show anampar uh care is gonna be I know should, yeah. Yes, uh, he's uh, plays a doctor on there. Um, that he was great, and I watched. Um, so, so I was at TIFF and I saw Hotel Mumbai. He's he plays mm-hmm. the head chef of the hotel that got attacked, <sighs> and he was really good in that. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, he's great usually. And then over on ABC, The Rookie, which is a cop show, but Melissa um, O'Neill she plays Lucy Chen, and um, she's also a rookie. <laughs> yeah, this is the one with Nathan Fillion. Um, yeah. his follow up to Castle. 
where he plays, I'm assuming the same type of person. Yeah, I mean, look, you don't ruin uh, a formula like Nathan a, Fillion. He, he People like Nathan, Nathan Fillion. Fillion. Yeah. So he plays Nathan Fillion in a cop uniform this time. So yeah. that works. Um, but yeah, there's just so many shows actually that I had a hard time kind of like narrowing it down but yeah i think that's a really good start on yeah like, just keep your eyes open um, um one more that um angry Asian included was you on lifetime oh yeah starring shay mitchell who was on a pretty little liars yeah um, who <laughs> was a castmate of um janelle Parrish, who's on tell the boys love before yes. so it's kind of cool to see everyone getting work but i'm going to bring up another one just because i have to uh, <laughs> so this is a returning show nine one one on fox and who we know i think kenneth Choi is in it um but i also ran into i attended a party for the canadian consulate and i ran to a guy who is a new director because uh ryan murphy shows uh he does something with the half initiative which is everyone behind the scenes has to you know half of them have to at least be a woman uh someone who's marginalized mm-hmm. underrepresented so ethnic ethnic you know also um nice so he is named justin Wu. And um, he will probably be directing one of the episodes at some point in the near future. But I see big things from I when I talked to him, he was really great. And he has a really cool artistic sort of point of view. So, um, yes, watch behind the scenes. And also just Ryan Murphy shows in general behind the scenes. It's really good. So. Yeah. <laughs> so many things to watch. I'm sure we missed a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, including um, Ellen Tamaki is on Charmed as a cop. I guess it's a Charmed Reboot. Yeah, yeah. Charmed is another reboot, which um, the main three, the power of three, the sisters are going to be played Latinx. Mm. It is brought by Jenny Snyder Ehrman, um, who is uh, behind Jane the Virgin. Okay. And so there should be some fun stuff coming up. Uh, and I guess so there's a cop, an Asian cop, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, now we can just keep pointing our screen going, Asian every every day yeah it's it's getting to be that it's not just like the person walking down the street yeah you know an actual midi role yeah well han thank you so much for joining us and going over your notes from yeah. press tour talking about the fall 2018 season as it relates to asian americans um before we go is there anything you're excited to see that isn't necessarily asian american or asian focused um let me think Okay, this is it's going to come next year, but uh, this is going to be on stars. So if you watch the white white queen and the white princess, and those took place during the War of the Roses, so the Spanish princess is the next one. And what's really cool about that is the um, the showrunner w- had talked to their historical consultant and asked like about ask, uh, adding certain people, like you know black people and whatever, and they're saying mm, that would be a historically uh, stark anachronism and, and she was like i don't think so so she just does a cursory google search and who knew like yes of course there are going to be black people throughout history <laughs> even in england and not just as slaves so um so the spanish princess will actually have uh, a couple really meaty roles uh for people of color wow. and actually you know and not, not just slaves um so yeah she yeah. It, it's it, that i I'm very look, much looking forward to seeing how that plays out. I mean, the Silk Road existed. There was trade between mm-hmm. Europe, Asia, and mm-hmm. North Africa and Med- the Mediterranean. So, yeah. Yeah. So, that's one of them I'm <laughs> looking forward to. That's awesome. Um, once again, Han, 
um, writes for IndieWire as their TV editor. Um, if people want to follow you on Twitter, where can they go? Uh, it is Hanonymous, H-A-N-H-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S. And that's also me on Instagram. Awesome. As always, you can message us at the Collabcast by emailing us at podcast at collaboration.org. Don't forget to subscribe to us on um, wherever you find your podcast. Give us a nice rating and review. When you do, um, wanted to give a quick shout out to Visual Communications. We are recording at the Pollock Podcast Studios with, located within the Visual Communications office. And VC is Collaboration's sister organization um, that supports Asian American filmmakers and media artists. Um, they're the ones behind the Arm with the Camera Fellowship and the Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival. This podcast, of course, is a part of Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment, discovering, developing, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents of the Asian American community. Um, learn more about our programs at www.collaboration.org. <laughs> and also want to give a shout out to the Potluck Podcast Collective, um, a collective of Asian American hosted podcasts featuring unique voices and stories from our Asian American communities. If you like our show, please check out one of our other amazing shows um, like Saturday School, They Call Us Bruce, Good Muslim, Bad Muslim, Books and Boba, and more. You can find all those shows at the website podcastpotluck.com. And uh, yeah, Han, thanks again for joining us. Thank you, always a pleasure. Yeah. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye. You could check the tape core. My city in the building, so need I say more. We feeling good and my hands are up. And it's dance already, we ain't dancing up. And it trans my mind, so forget the stress. And I still got a dream beating out of my chest. Yes, rise to the top, dumb down, nothing. Stick to my roots, family, love them. Break any modes that they trap me with, cause I'm not impressed with your flashiness. Hi, I'm Marvin. And I'm Rira. We're the host of Books and Boba, a book club and podcast dedicated to books by Asian and Asian American authors. Every month we pick a book by an Asian author to read and discuss on the show. We read a wide variety of genres from contemporary to historical fiction, fantasy to memoirs, and crime thrillers to romance. Some of our past book club picks are Pachinko by Min Jin Lee, Sorcerer to the Crown by Zen Cho, and Devotion of Suspect X by Keigo Higashino. We also go over what's new in the Asian American literary world and chat with some talented Asian authors about their work. So whether you want to start reading for fun again or diversify your TBR list, we got your Asian literature cravings covered. For more info, check out our website at booksandboba.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective.